It's the Green Umbrella Marketing Social Snippet Show. Hello there. So this week's Social Snippet Show is, I guess it's kind of a little bit different. So we've stuck with the format of having a guest join us. This week it is um, Louis from South North Ants Council and we brought him onto the show because do you know what? A few weeks ago, Louis and I had a conversation about how we could help businesses in his district. We came up with a few ideas and um, we decided to go ahead with one of them. So this show is really introducing you to what we're going to be getting up to over the next few weeks, as well as getting a bit of an understanding of um, certainly where businesses in the South Northamptonshire area can, can access support during these um, testing times. Um, but also, you know, it, wherever you are, there is going to be support available and there are a few hints and tips along the way, just in terms of how you can perhaps shift your mindset and think about where you can get, where you can access support, but also, you know, where can you help the other businesses in your area? So um, it was a really good conversation, actually. I think there were some really, really useful things in there. So let's, let's just get into it. Hello, it's Thursday, it's 12 o'clock lunchtime, um, and here we are again for another live lunch. Now, um, it's very possible that you have seen some posts over the last couple of days um, promoting a scheduled guest. Um, the fantastic Jo Lockwood was due to join us, but unfortunately, um, she's been taken unwell don't worry, it's not virus related. I always feel like I need to put a little, it's like when you, you cough, you kind of just clearing your throat, you're kind of like, it's not the virus. Um, but yeah, she, unfortunately she's not well, so she won't be joining us today. Um, but it's actually kind of worked out nicely for us because we've got Louis joining us from um, South North Hans Council instead. Um, and we're going to be talking about some stuff that we've been working on in the background that has now launched. Um, Louis was due to join us in a couple of weeks anyway, and just timings and one thing and another. It's actually really, really um, fortunate that we've we've been able to, to make that move in the schedule anyway. So um, welcome, Louis. I would Thank love... You. For you to just so obviously I've said you're from South North Ants Council, but if you can explain what your role is, what your responsibility is, um, and maybe intro, intro yes. what we're going to be working on. Certainly. So um, hello everyone. I am Louis Devire from the South North Hampshire Council Economic Growth Team, which means basically we do anything, and I mean anything, that supports the local economy. So when people think of their council and they think taxes and bins and pavements and potholes, that's not us. Our team only does the good stuff, like supporting local businesses or helping people find jobs um, or any kind of assistance, things like that, inward investment, promoting the place to try and make people move here or promoting all of the great businesses we have in Southamptonshire and beyond. Um, and luckily for us, we are just about um, in a couple of weeks to get a visit from the Small Business Saturday bus. Small Business Saturday, if people do not know, is the national shop local, think of your local businesses, not your big ones. Um, we have an exclusive visit from their virtual bus coming to South Hampshire on the 20th of November. Um, so our whole message of love South Hampshire, we love the place, the people, the businesses, the community, um, is gonna be really publicized to a national audience and hopefully we will see a lot of interest in our local businesses, which is why I'm obviously here today 
to speak to Green Umbrella about doing more for our community and whatnot, which is how you guys come in. Absolutely. So it, it's been a really busy time for you, hasn't it? Like the last few months, it's it's a um, you've just had so many things happening and, and helping yeah. to different parts of the community. So so let let's talk about that. In fact, Richard's just asked sort of what what kind of you know what help has there been for startups in South Northampton as well. So so yeah, let, tell us a little bit about what you guys have been doing already. Yep. So obviously there's like a lot of balls in the air of, I don't want to say problems, opportunities potentially. Um, we started with Brexit looming and that presented some challenges um, and then COVID and lockdown, now second lockdown and grants and things like that. Um, also with people being made furloughed and then redundant. Um, in our district alone, I think we have the lowest unemployment rate in the county but we're still up by about 250% of unemployed people that are claiming universal credit. So it's been very difficult and we're obviously just trying to help everyone however we can. Um, we've basically started trying to do as many kind of new initiatives as we could think of from South Nats Council to help businesses and people. Um, for the employment side, we run the SNC Job Club, which is a kind of one-stop hub for anyone that wants help with a job, um, a new career, getting training or skills, as well as starting their own business. And we've been trying to say to people, very difficult time, you may have been made redundant, but you might have a skill set that actually would suggest now's the perfect time to start your own business rather than going back as an employee. Um, so what we've been doing recently is working in partnership with the University of Northampton to provide an exclusive offer just for Southamptonshire startup companies. Um, where there's been a series of webinars that have taken place and I think a new series of webinars starts this week with the University of Northampton from should I start a business to how do I start a business um, and they're also offering I think it's about two hours of custom support for every startup in South Northamptonshire so for startups there's actually a great amount of help available that we have funded so that people don't have to worry about it Excellent, excellent. And that kind of takes us on to what we've been doing. So um, obviously a, a little while ago, well, it's probably about three, four weeks ago now, isn't it? We had a conversation um, about what we could do together to help those businesses that were kind of going into what would normally be crazy season, you know, the, the Christmas shopping and, you know, the Black Friday stuff and and, and all, all that kind of thing. And we, I think, you know, every, everyone knows that this was going to be a tough quarter. Um, so we had a conversation about how we could work together to provide something. Um, and we're now launching a series of webinars aimed at business owners who are struggling to take their businesses online um, and hopefully give them the, the knowledge and, um, and some of the skills they need to be able to make the difference to their business this quarter. Um, so I'm really excited that, that we've we're launching that but obviously that's been you know you've been a massive driver behind that haven't you Louis? Yeah we in our team we basically go what more can we do what can we do about that is that the best way we're doing that kind of support or something um, and we're 
trying to basically do everything under the sun that we either can um, find that's already out there and we can just promote that somebody else is doing. Um, I mean, there's stacks of webinars and things taking place already, um, probably a little bit overwhelmingly so. So people are probably getting a little bit lost of where do they go, who's the right provider for that. Um, so we just thought we've got the kind of employment side is working well. There's a lot of support for people that are looking for a job. We've obviously got the package I mentioned with the university for startup businesses. And then it was like, well, now that there aren't or there weren't grants available for existing businesses, what support do they need? Um, and because we've got Small Business Saturday coming 5th of December, we just thought, well, businesses really need to be embracing their community sense, um, relying on the local consumers. And likewise, we need the local people to remember you don't just need to go onto Amazon or think, oh, well, I'll just wait for two hours in a queue at Tesco or something. There's actually loads of independent local businesses that you could go to that actually are part of your community and it's run by your neighbor and things like that. Um, so we just thought, how do those businesses get found properly? And to, well, to me, I'm very into marketing, but it meant that we needed to help them with their kind of digital world um, making sure that businesses were aware of the social media tools that are available to them how to use them effectively um, we're doing a huge campaign that's all about think local support small businesses so we're telling the people think local go and find them online and find their social media but then when you can't find them because they maybe don't you know these businesses don't have the tools or the knowledge to set them up well then no one's going to think local if you can't find them so we thought, right, who can help us solve that kind of gap? Um, and we know through various surveys that digital barriers are an issue for loads of businesses, like they're right up there with main challenges. Um, so this was all about making sure that businesses could get the help they needed to be found, increase their audiences, raise their reputation, and hopefully generate new sales, increase revenue, make more profits, because obviously being in economic growth, we want everyone to grow their money and that helps everyone. Absolutely. You mentioned the survey um, mm -hmm. and, and you also mentioned the amount of webinars that are out there and, and how overwhelming it is. Um, I think probably the the toughest thing for, for us, and this is not just in the conversation that we had with you, um, but I think, uh, Amanda, you, you'd agree with this as well, because we quite often at work are working at putting like programs of webinars together for people. And it's really about understanding where do we think their knowledge is now? Where do we think their confidence is now? And getting it all in the right order so that we're, you know, one of the conversations we had um, with you, Louis, was about, you know, actually we want to produce, it, it needs to be like a roadmap. It needs yeah. to be something that people can follow. And I think that's, that's always the toughest thing. Um, Amanda, you work with a lot of our clients um, on the kind of training coaching side that are new to business or not not necessarily new to business but new to marketing as a as a concept um, so what would you kind of say in terms of that overwhelm piece and deciding what to do what not to do yeah yeah and, and you're right because there's a lot of people that come to us that have you know they have a skill set or they want to run a business and you know they want to be focused on doing that not in front of a computer figuring out whether they should be using Instagram or should they be using LinkedIn and doing paid advertising and there is so much choice out there and as you say there's not only webinars there's articles on 
there's articles everywhere of what you should be doing. So it's kind of picking through that and deciding for each of these businesses what sectors they're in, where the best return will be. Because if you try and be all things to all people, it's just not going to work. You know, if you start off thinking, well, I need to have a listing on Pinterest, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, it's like you, you just can't, and small businesses just can't cope with that. They don't have the resource. So if you picture a, you know, if we're thinking of shopping local, maybe, um, you know, sort of handcrafted jewellery or something, um, local, you know, there's often get sort of local handmade foods, you know, they're doing the stuff. They don't have an army of staff. And if you want to do marketing effectively, it does take a bit of time. You know, it doesn't have to be 24-7, but they, they don't often have people that can do that all the time. So they need to pick out what's most important, where am I going to get the best returns? You know, who am I? Who are my target customers and where are they going to be hanging out? Um, and like Louis said, sometimes, you know, at the moment, especially when we can't actually physically go to a store, people are going to go online and try and find that. So, you know, where will they go first? Is it a website? Do they need a Facebook page? Um, you know, what, what's going to be the best return? So hopefully when we're kind of working through it's a logical order that just almost like moving customers through a sales funnel, we're kind of taking knowledge through a chain. So people can get to the end point where they go, right, this is what I need to do. Louis, what are you finding are the the challenges, if you like? So when you're talking to the business owners um, in your area, so, you know, what are the challenges that keep coming up, do you think? I think, well, a lack of clear message guidance is a big issue. A lot of businesses just don't understand what the government is saying. Things Obviously, it's changing so quickly, it's difficult to adapt your business when obviously I'm sure businesses were about to launch a big Christmas campaign and now it's no, you're not going again. Um, and then it's identifying how do you translate what you were going to do? Maybe it was some kind of you know offer in store without the store, how can you operate at all? Um, and obviously for us, it's about saying, well, why don't you do that four-week marketing online so that when you reopen you've got a flock of customers waiting because you've kind of sold the offer um we found issues for businesses have been varying from um the different stages of lockdown in terms of access to finance um staffing issues um kind of what to do with their staff um well-being has been a, obviously a big issue for everyone uh, with mental well-being um so it, it is a variety of different issues that everyone's had to face. I think hopefully people are better equipped for second lockdown than we were for the first one. We certainly know ourselves that we, rather than starting off back in like March, kind of being like, oh my God, how do we get everyone the support they need? And we were being flocked with emails from businesses saying, where's my money? I need that grant. You should have given it to me a week ago. Um, whereas now we're a bit more set up to say, right, you need business support. You can go here, you can go here, you can go here. All free and um, everything we do is free. So we're always trying to make sure that people kind of come to us. Um, whenever I speak to a business, I just say, right, what is it you need and what is it you want? Like blue sky thinking, if you're like, right, I need more money, I need more customers, I need understanding of X, I need to recruit two people. And then we'd be um, looking into, right, well, the recruitment side, we can sort that. Um, our SNC job club can help with employing local people. The training side, right, we know exactly who's going to be able to provide that topic um funding we can sign post to qualified business advisors that can tell you all about the funding opportunities that are available um as well as anything that snc ourselves might have um so i think 
for businesses, we try to always say, come to us and we will find you whatever you need, whatever the challenge is, um, however unique they may be, um, and obviously free because we go out of our way to find the local businesses or partners that can deliver what is needed for business. Hence why we obviously have come to yourselves for sorting the digital problem. And hopefully we'll be able to just keep running anything that the market tells us we need to be delivering for local businesses. Yeah. Emily, have you got any questions for Louis at all? Um, yes, I was just wondering, um, in terms of, I know you mentioned sort of like well-being there and people looking after their well-being. Do you have many people that come to you with that side of things? And sort of, if so, do you have people that you can refer them to or do you deal with that at all? Um, we at South Hampshire Council are like very into well-being. Um, if you were allowed into our office, you'd have seen we have like a ping pong table. We have um, workout exercise bikes in one of our meeting rooms and um, things like that. Okay. So we... <laughs> We're very into well-being. Um, I think we actually don't get a lot of people coming to us saying they need support with well-being. I think part of that is because people don't want to admit it and they may not even be aware of it to say, how do we address this issue? Um, we do have well-being initiatives internally. So we have people that are experts on what works well for staff um, and things that we implement ourselves. Like I mean, we've had yoga sessions, we've had a choir, like we've done it all. Um, but there are a lot of training sessions out there. So we would say, right, if you're looking for some kind of a well-being scheme for your staff, um, which might be well-being when working from home, well-being if you are in the office, but social distancing, we would actually go and find the resources available that in an ideal world, I don't think we would ever signpost something that people have got to pay for. We'd always find the free stuff. Um, or if it didn't exist, which I know it definitely does because I've seen loads of um, webinars on well-being, we would then say to the powers that be in terms of delivery partners, someone's going to have to address this because it's needed. So we yeah. need a free well-being training session or something or webinars or actually businesses need to be able to liaise with someone. Um, we're actually at the moment looking into developing guides that would just be downloadable PDFs that businesses could look into. So it might be what's a business plan, how to write one, um, how to maintain well-being for your staff, anything, where to go to look for funding, things like that. So we're looking into that at the moment. It's not live, except for um, we have guides for employment support. We just need to move on to the business side. Okay, oh, that's interesting. I think it's, like you said, especially at the moment, well-being is such a, a big topic. And with the second lockdown, obviously, it's important that everyone is looking after that. So um, I was just curious, really, like you said, as to whether there's been an increase in people coming to you with that problem. But I guess like you said, quite a lot of people may not know that that's where to go and they also oh. might not like to admit it in the first place. Yeah. Um, especially business owners. Yeah, 100%. I think, yeah, it's a, it's a massive thing for everybody, but especially business owners, it's obviously, they're under a lot of pressure right now. So I think the more we can kind of talk about that side of things as well, the more we kind of make it the normal for people to be talking about their mental health and their well-being. Definitely, um, that's the kind of dream, get yeah. everyone talking about it. <laughs> whether you know whether in their own business or anything as long as people are aware that it's okay to say actually I'm not okay right now which yeah. I don't think anyone is working from home full time not being able to play with someone we have um, in our team two new officers I've met them twice I think because yeah. we can't meet so yeah. for them you know it's been a unique set of challenges of trying to get to know the job your colleagues I mean they won't have met anyone else in the council except for uh, myself and our boss so for them, there's obviously going to be an issue. Um, 
what one thing that we did to um, help with well-being was we've been having a weekly well-being session where we kind of switch off from work and together just chat or we play games we've played every game under the sun um to make sure that people are you know happy okay comfortable um i know for a lot of people that maybe have been furloughed or have lost their jobs well-being is a complete issue for them um, I've spoken to people that have said, I just don't have any confidence. I was made redundant and now I'm not comfortable to go and find a new job because I feel crushed and they're a bit afraid of how do you even go out and find a job? Do you have to print your CV and go to these locked businesses and post? It's, it's a big thing. It's a big thing. I think having a sense of purpose. So when you've got a job, it gives you a sense of purpose. Um, and to lose that when it's when it's so important to you. And we, we literally, just before we went live, we were all saying we got a little um, pop-up alert from BBC News to say that the, there's a rumour the furlough scheme may be extended until March. Um, and the Chancellor is expected to make a statement. But so that's that's not confirmed. That, that was just a kind of yeah pop-up. But uh, it's it's really tough out there, really tough out there. What's interesting for me, and this is something like no, none of you will know, is literally this morning I've recorded um, my podcast episode that will go out on Monday. And I've talked about it, it, it's one of the, the short episodes that, that are just me, you know, waffling on about whatever's coming to my head. Um, but in it, I, I basically said, you know, business wise with the lockdown, I'm not worried we're not going back to March. We're going back to the end of June, beginning of July, where things had started to pick up again already. We'd seen movement in our client base. Our clients had seen movement in their client bases. So I feel quite comfortable in terms of what the next four weeks is going to look like. I, I don't feel that, I just certainly don't feel that panic, if you like, that I had back in March. Or, mm. uh, But I also acknowledge the fact that I'm more concerned this time round about, you know, I think I'm going to struggle more personally this time round. Um, and a lot of it is because I'm not going to have the distractions. You know, back in March, we went into lockdown. I wasn't just thinking about myself and the business. I was thinking, right, you know, how do I, how do I make sure I can keep Mark in his role? What happens if, you know, at what point... Do, do you know what do we need to do like business levels if they drop um what decisions am I going to have to make then what's that cutoff point where I'm going to have to make the tough decisions all of that thought that was keeping me awake at night then I've already done that bit I haven't got that problem now have I she doesn't worry about you Mark now is what she's saying I say, it's just yeah. Mark as well I was like who do I pick on and then I was like yeah Mark won't be listening anyway so. <laughs> oh me <laughs> um, I actually attended an event yesterday which they did a survey only of the delegates of the event um, and they said are you feeling more or less positive about the future of your business now than you were in April and 67% of delegates said they were more positive about the future of their business now than they were back then. And 20% said no change. So yeah. they're not any worse off, which has to be at least somewhat positive. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was doing I was doing some research for for my most recent data Davis, um, which was all about e-commerce, because obviously we're sort of saying, oh, you know, we're not as worried, and a lot of businesses aren't. Um, for this lockdown, I think. Yeah, I really feel for the retail and the hospitality sector because they were just starting to get back on their feet. 
and get back to some sense of normality and then all of a sudden it's like shut down again and case in point I um actually had a day off on Monday and went to go and support some local businesses and be really organized and do some Christmas shopping so you know putting you all to shame there if you haven't done any of yours but um you know going into these small independent stores they were all like yeah come in 20% off everything today because obviously they were trying to have a big push themselves in the last couple of days before they were you know they were going to be closed down for another month so yeah it's uh, yeah it's really tough I think out there mm. at the moment and you know I know you can't speak for all the other councils across the UK Louis but I imagine there are there are similar economic growth teams and people sort of doing the same and trying to push small business Saturday well, probably not similar because obviously not we're as all very good. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm sure there are other teams out there that exist doing something <laughs> yeah, it's, it is a national issue, especially with um, like the visitor economy and hospitality and things. I mean, to me, I think the unique opportunity that's presented by this lockdown for the retail and hospitality potentially is to say to people, hold off buying your Christmas presents, come to us. When we reopen, we're going to have this offer or um, we're here for you. Don't forget, you don't have to go online and have it delivered and pay fees. You can come into us and it will be safe and um, everything will be absolutely fine just wait until you know December 3rd or whatever the day is they unlock and um, mm. provided that they do um because there is still time like Christmas is far away no one should be buying their presents yet you've got ages um, yes. <laughs> it's not true so they can you know you can wait well if you couldn't make out I went out yesterday um locally to buy something and there was just people everywhere I thought oh I, should, I shouldn't have come because there were so many people like, trying to cram in that last minute shopping um, because I imagine everyone's thinking Christmas and if there were sales, like I know the House of Fraser had a sale on, um, people probably thought, oh, I'll just buy now, stock up on all my presents and then not worry about it, whatever happens with lockdown things. Whereas I think the retailers should be saying, actually, hold off. Mm. We're either going to be able to provide it virtually, like they can do online shopping and post out to you, or they're prepared mm. to welcome you back in a very safe way so that you can embrace the local businesses. Mm. And that's, I think, what we have been seeing is that the smaller businesses are, you know, potentially more agile. So they might not have the knowledge themselves how to do it, but because they are smaller, they can they can sort of twist what they're doing and start offering it online. They can embrace things like Facebook advertising to to boost their visibility. Um, and as you say, I think some of the stats that I was looking at show that people are feeling more optimistic this time around than they were back in March, um, I guess because it was such an unknown then, whereas now we kind of feel like we know what's happening and yeah. hopefully the four weeks will we'll whiz by. Yeah, at least it's a version of what we know already. Um, and hopefully, as you said, it should be easier than previously. Um, I mean, one of the things that I've seen in terms of data was saying that actually access to finance isn't one of the biggest problems anymore for businesses in terms of um, COVID because they should have already had the grants that they were allocated. Obviously, there's going to be potentially new things that come out. So it's more about the staff and things like that. Um, I think small businesses have the opportunity to be local and embrace the community, which the large corporations don't. So now is the time to be part of the conversation with people saying, oh, gosh, I can't go. There was a two hour queue at Tesco. 
boom, you can be there saying, actually, we sell, you know, your cheeses and your eggs and your flour and everything, which obviously flour will be gone along with toilet paper um, when everyone starts buying. But there are places that actually do sell it that no one thinks of. We had um, in South Northamptonshire, a lot of like pubs that open community shops that mm. you wouldn't have thought to go to because you wouldn't have thought, oh, I'll go and buy toilet paper from the pub. But if you'd have known they existed, which hopefully the pubs and people were online saying, we're now your go-to shop. Don't queue for hours and worry yeah. about taking your child with you and the impact of so many people being very close together. You can come to your local community shop um, and hopefully people will be thinking, oh, that's you know Sarah from so-and-so place. I see her on the Facebook group for Toaster or something. And that way you're actually supporting someone you know, you know they're part of your community. They're not just the place you go to to buy stuff. And then people should have a long-term not just a lockdown mentality where we see this kind of all year round which is the message that we're pushing like it shouldn't be shop local think about small businesses because the big ones are too busy it should be all year round you should embrace your local community and mm. um, because they're part of it as well mm. and obviously their business rates will go into the council which uses the money to regenerate the place to make it a nice place to live and things like that and build the houses and get the developers in so it is a cycle of we all support each other um, whereas the big companies, nothing, you know, when you buy from Amazon, you're not supporting where you live. You're just supporting this big company. Not to say don't use them, use whoever you like. <laughs> so, um, we've had, we've had a couple of questions come in. Um, so Paul Green runs a, um, local networking community at the sort of Northamptonshire, Milton Keynes area. He'll probably correct me cause I've missed a county out. Um, but yeah, he asked the question there about how, how you're funded. So obviously you've touched on it a, a little bit there in terms of the council in general, but the, the support you're putting in place, mm -hmm. is it, it, is it coming from sort of VRDF? loans or we try to do as much as possible in partnership with others that potentially don't need to be funded so with the job club we have expert partners from job center plus and things like that um to some consultants things that, that we don't pay for um they are just part of the snc job club so we can sign posts to them without any cost associated for ourselves or for the individual um, in terms of business support, we do a lot of working with partners such as Seminar Growth Hub. Um, obviously, the university offers things already. Um, and other than that, if we do have to pay for something, it is funded through South Hampshire Council, so within our own budgets. Fair. But we always try to be mindful of the best way to use taxpayers' money and things like that. And obviously, if anyone put in FOI, we'd be able to say, well, we really haggled to make sure that we got something amazing um, ideally for free that's my go-to is to be like and how could you pay for this instead of us as your council doesn't always work but <laughs> I try negotiating skills <laughs> just argue argue and tell people to say oh you my god it, take it or that's an ambulance off the road exactly <laughs> Amanda <laughs> you right, can't throw the tape <laughs> don't expect to have pavement outside your house anymore yeah. <laughs> that girl's a bit <laughs> yeah, a bit mad. <laughs> um, so Paul's also added another couple of comments. So this kind of ties into what we're saying about community. So like I said, the the, the organisation, the networking organisation that Paul runs, to be honest, it's not a networking organisation. It's called the business community because it is very much a community. Um, and let, oh, I've just got to find the right comment off the list. Hold on one second. 
Um, okay, so first of all, you were talking about your PDFs. Paul's offered to do one for you on networking, guide to networking there. Um, and also, um, there's another comment there. So, like I said, it's I said the area that Paul's covering is outside of South North Hants as well as um, some of the locations within it. So he's also kindly offered for, for you or your team to to come along to to one of his meetings as well to. Um, you promote what you're doing, basically. So, um, so thanks, Paul, um, for doing yes, that. Yes, thanks very much, Paul. Um, I would say, well, we are always keen to get out there and do as much as possible. Um, we try to get around. Um, we end we end up going to so many different meetings and things, and we always try to. Um, we appreciate that you probably don't know your council is offering free business support, or you've lost your job. Why would you contact your council? It makes no sense other than South Northamptonshire Council runs a free employment hub and we do free business support. Um, in terms of potentially developing a guide for us, Paul, um, that would be great. We're at this stage just looking into types of guides, how we would get them, branding, things like that. So by all means, feel free to contact me and I can somehow contact you. I think we're connected on LinkedIn, so feel free to message me on LinkedIn. Um, in terms of presenting at your network event, that'd be great. Um, we've gone to lots of different networking events um, locally and beyond. We actually just sponsored the um, Motorsport and Industry Association's Business Growth Conference on Tuesday, I think it was. Yep, on Tuesday, which that was a national event that we um, partnered with them on because we're trying to do anything we possibly can to make sure that every man and his dog and people in different countries know South Northamptonshire has all of this support available for the local people um, and we in our team will try and do everything we can to help anyone that's local or that wants to relocate and if you want to move from somewhere else to our district that's absolutely fine. <laughs> you know I think this is the thing so we we it's like you think like South Northamptonshire you kind of like most most people go like where's that you know people say oh yeah where are you located and I, I don't say Daventry I say oh we're just outside Northampton and, and I'm like, I'm it's like, it's going to be 50-50, you know, and then depending on who they might, I, I, I kind of just like brush over it, go, you know, the Midlands, you know, and it, it, it's, but actually South Northamptonshire as, you know, we've, there's a lot of reasons to come to, come into that location. Millions. It's um, a gorgeous part of the country. You know, whenever I come up and, and visit the office, so for those that don't know, I'm based on the South Coast. Um. But yeah, you know, I go through some gorgeous countryside and as well as you, you know, I don't know the towns that well, but when I come up there, I'm, yeah, I'm a fan. You need to move Amanda. Yeah, if you want, we can help you. Roots <laughs> 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 down here. What are the, like, the key sort of pulls, if you like, that bring people into this area? Hopefully the fantastic economic growth team as your starter um would in, you'd come for normally we do have people say well what support am i going to get if i come to your area which there are places that don't have an economic growth function so that is one benefit of we'll be here and um to help whatever that may be um i mean i've gone to someone's like house where they in their garage were running like a chocolate making business and we then started finding them commercial premises to grow into um, we then obviously purchased a lot of the chocolate because you know we had to um and then you know looked at funding things like that so we we can offer a lot of support which is a great reason to come because when you are a um especially smaller business you don't know where to look or who to speak to whereas completely unbiased and free 
hopefully as a reason to come to us. Um, and then the district as itself, you know, we have amazing local businesses. Um, if somebody was ever saying where South Hampshire, I don't know that place, I would be like Silverstone. Like you must know Silverstone. Um, it's world renowned. Um, Silverstone is within our district. We kind of share it with Aylesbury, but some of it is definitely ours. Ours. Um, <laughs> and Mercedes, who they're a, like a big hotshot Formula One team, who, you know, they keep winning things. They're in our district. Um, so it's home of motorsport um, and everything around us. It doesn't need to be just what's in South Hampshire, other than, you know, the beautiful Grand Union Canal and the museums and the different businesses and the amazing um, shops and things you can experience. I mean, like Brackley Antique Centre, nowhere else is going to have something like that. Um, and just also what's near to us. So we would say, well, you don't have to spend the entire time at our you know, in Toaster or something, you could go about and go from Toaster to Brackley and you could do shopping and you could go up to Toaster Racecourse. Um, there's loads and it's unique in the sense that it's not a big city. So if you wanted to escape the kind of hustle and bustle and have a bit more of a local independent sense, we've got stacks of places you can go, you know, Castle Ashby, Bell Plantation, things like that. So for anyone, whether it's visitors, people looking to move, businesses, we've kind of got something for everyone, hopefully. So, yeah, it's definitely about avoiding crowds, I think, at the moment. So there are there are big plus points. Um, you mentioned about the Small Business Saturday bus coming. Yes. How's, how's that going to work then? Well, Small Business Saturday, <laughs> <laughs> the national organisation, which Small Business Saturday, I think, was set up eight years ago in America, and it's huge there. Um, and then five years ago, I think it was, it started in the UK is all about supporting local businesses. Um, Small Business Saturday UK provides business support for businesses um, and they promote to consumers to shop local and think local and be local, which is great because we do the exact same thing. So it's kind of gone hand in hand. Um, they run a national tour. They tend to go to about, I think, 30 locations across the UK in a real bus if we want in COVID lockdown. Um, so three years ago, I actually contacted Small Business Saturday and said, how can I get you in our district? Um, they then contacted me this year and said, you're on the list, we'll come to Toaster. So we then had to find them a place to park their bus and their marquee and start talking about where they could hold interviews and mentoring sessions and things like that. Then we went into lockdown. So it was like, right, scrap all of that. So now the bus tour is the exact same, it's just virtual. So they are still going to a variety of different locations. I think they're in Hartlepool today. I'm saying that right. Um, so they come to us. Yeah, there. Yeah. That's where they are today. <laughs> um, they come to us on the 20th of November. Um, we've already lined up an interview with our local MP, which is Andrew Letsom, um, on the day to talk all about the wonders of the district. And now we're just promoting to everyone, not just those that have got the tour, even though we the only ones in the county to have it. Um, any local business can tap into, they've got stacks of webinars, they've got all these mentors that are available for people to speak to on any topic for business support. Um, and then we are in turn doing this whole campaign of get ready for the 5th of December, which Touchwood won't be in lockdown. Um, so people can go out and they, if they do any offers, we've actually said that we as the council will promote any small business Saturday like offer or promotion that's going on by local businesses. So hopefully we'll get a lot of sales. I think last year they've recorded there was like eight million pounds spent last Small Business Saturday. So hopefully we can top that this year, even with all the challenges. 
Um, and if not, at least there's a load of free business support for everyone. Absolutely. Right. So if people are planning to do something like that and they're in your district, how would they, like, is there, are they using a hashtag on social media? Are they, um, do they need to email you or send you a message on LinkedIn? How would they, how would they let you know about that? I'll take anything, um, anything I can get. Um, all the information is on our website, which is www.southenthance.gov.uk slash smallbizsat. Um, so that's where we've got all the reasons to shop local for people, all the free courses, webinars and guides for business and all the links for people to get involved with the support. Um, we predominantly in our team use Twitter. Our handle is at snorthanceBiz. If anyone tweets us, we will just share their promotions out. We may also, if we can create a new page, put it on our website just to say so-and-so is doing this small business Saturday offer. Um, we've just printed, before they announced lockdown, loads of um, flyers and things because we knew that businesses, as we know, may be not utilising digital tools. They wouldn't see our Twitter and LinkedIn posts. So we thought, right, well, we'll print some um, to send them out. So we've just posted, I think, about 200 packs for businesses saying what is small business saturday how to get involved and um, put on an offer if you're able to and we will share it but however it takes if you can contact the south hans council economic growth team we will share all information about local businesses and not even just for small business saturday i always say to people oh just tag us on twitter we're not the corporate account we're the economic growth one if you're doing something that's going to help local people other local businesses we'll always share it because that's what we do to make sure that everyone can benefit Excellent, excellent. Um, so talk about print stuff. Mark's always really quiet, so we have to like give him a kick or something to make sure he's still with us. Um, talking about the print stuff, that I think that's really interesting. So the last couple of months, print sort of has revived, if you like. Like a lot of people stopped printing in their businesses because they they thought, you know, well, no one's in the office anyway. What's the what's the point of sending something? Um, my argument's always been, even if you're, we're not in the offices, we've still got to check the post. So it shouldn't be something we just forget about. Um, but Mark, there's probably quite a few people that are in that situation where they've organised some print or they were looking at doing some sort of printed campaign. Um, obviously, we've now got lockdown 2.0. What What are your thoughts on on that side of stuff? Yeah, I mean, it, like we said, it, it, it was just as, again, a bit like some of the retailing things type things would get getting back to a bit of normality. And then obviously things have changed again. So, um, yeah, I mean, we've still been been doing some certain things. And I think it depends on, again, sectors. So even though we're saying that obviously retail and things is obviously affected at the moment, a lot of those people that are even sort of more artisan sort of makers and things, they like to send printed things with their orders. So you can create nice branded things for that type of thing. Obviously, things like compliment cards and things like that. Again, if you're sending out an order, sending out something to someone. So there's, there's still a lot of things that people want to use and can be giving themselves a little point of difference by having something nice that's going out with, with those products as well. So, yeah, there's still things happening. I know we've done some things before where it's, it's almost like business cards, but they are, you know, encouraging people to post on social using a hashtag, tagging people in just to try and, you know, we, it's UGC, user generated content. Um, so it's, you know, it's not your photo of your product. It's the photo that's been sent in by 
that person that purchased and you know there, there's some organizations that will run competitions and that kind of thing but you know you can only enter if you've bought but you get that kind of promo that way as well but I think using print in a clever way alongside everything else is really really important yeah I mean there's a couple of people obviously Susan has got her own hashtag who's uh, Susan Rose China so she, she uses that hashtag on there um, someone like Steph from Scruffy Dog Silver, she's very big on getting people to take photos with the jewellery that she's produced. And again, she does have cards that go out. Um, so it, she's got a couple of things, but she's got like a take care of your jewellery on one side. But then the other side is, yeah, share your photos, you know, um, uh, with, with, your, with your Scruffy Dog jewellery. So, yeah, there's definitely a, a sort of need for that kind of thing and hopefully you know you got you got to stay positive that hopefully as we get through this at the start of next year things like events and things will start kicking back in a little bit and i think that i did actually see something today that there's a weird not not a weird anomaly but business meetings of up to 30 people can still take place at the minute but i don't know how true that is i saw I that saw, somewhere, yeah well somewhere. so i have to check that yeah we need a fact yeah. checker on that one because that, that wasn't facebook and yeah but um <laughs> but hopefully yeah once once those kind of things come in as well then again like some of these artists and makers and things they rely on going to sort of craft fairs and things like that and none of those are happening so again they're having to do different ways of getting their um products out there and there was something else again i saw this morning where even smaller people are actually sort of offering click and collect so they might not have the actual e-commerce infrastructure in place in terms of a website and you can order it etc but we'll send you a photo of the product we think you're interested in and we can arrange for you to then come and get it it's as simple as that you just got to be a bit creative in in how you're um you know selling really but again you need the, the platforms in place to do that i suppose but yeah. at least people are being proactive and thinking about how they can sort of you know work through this this period and when you're on your own like you said the really the micro businesses where there's literally one or two of you you know sometimes you're so close to everything you don't get a chance to step back and think of those ideas so i guess like with the webinars that louis and his team are offering with the networking events that people like paul green are offering you know it's that kind of thing where you go oh yeah i could partner up with this other company that complements what i do and when they send their orders out, maybe there's a little card in there that gives money off my order. And so it's like a referral, a way of referring things. But all these ideas and advice, when it's just, you know, micro businesses, you don't always have time to think about them. So setting yeah. aside, aside an hour or so to do some networking online, to do a webinar, just gives you that, oh, okay, that's what I could do, or that's how I could use my print to my advantage. So, yeah. Hmm. <laughs> Do you know, and I think this is like networking is the key. Okay, so you think of a, um, a lot of people think of networking, and they think of stuffy meeting rooms with, you know, it's like that cringe type. Yeah, white yeah. male pale. And it's really strict. So you've got to stand up in front of everyone and do some kind of a presentation yeah. at no notice. Yeah, absolutely. And the reality is there are organisations out there that, allow you to be part of something where you don't have to do all of that stuff you know it, it's it, it that isn't the experience um you know and, and you know 
I feel like we're plugging Paul Green today, but I imagine he's probably going to put it. And if he's not about to put a link in, Paul, put a link in now. You have my permission. <laughs> um, but, you know, there, there, there are those opportunities there. And I think a lot, there are, sometimes there are people that don't go to these sort of networking rooms, whether they're virtual or in real life, because they think it's not right for their business. But actually, there's so much to be said for having that, the support of your peers, but creating that circle of around you of people you can just pick up the phone to and go, do you know what? It's been really bad this week. How it's, how's it been for you? And just being really honest about that stuff as well. Um, as well as, like I said, finding those opportunities to work together. And sometimes it's your competitors that you end up working with. Yeah, we will lose some competitors along the way. It's it's a sad truth, um, but there are some competitors that we have positive relationships with that we kind of we want them to still be in play. You know, we want to do well, but we want them to do well. You know, there's enough business for everyone, and I think if you're not if you're not doing that networking, you're not going to know who those right people are. But also in the current, you know, as things stand right now, you can take that online. You know, and building those, you build those relationships online and it's not that hard. It really isn't. It's just that people are, um, you know, if you didn't, a lot of people just think, well, I'm not, I'm not the social media generation. I don't know how to do it. They do. It's just, a, it's almost like a decision that they've made already for themselves that it's like they're putting blocks in place. And what I'm really hoping so it's a series of six webinars that, that we're doing um, with SNC. And I, I'm really hoping that through those, we can allow people to see what they can do with ease, remove some of those blocks, make it accessible. And, you know, if I'm hoping we'll help hundreds of businesses. But if we if only help... We're about 6,000 in Southern Hands. Yeah. If we only help one or two, we've won. Is, is yeah. I think like you're saying about... Also, as a provider, as you know, small business, if you're able to say to your customers, oh, you need a law firm, you need, oh, cheese, I only sell meat. There's a local cheese place, you can go to another small business. Well, you're enhancing the offer for your customer and you're eliminating the work for them. They don't even have to then go and start looking into it. Um, and if small businesses are those, especially the micro ones, which I think we are about 99% SME in South Hampshire, um, you may not have the resource to be able to start plugging every single social media channel, not knowing which one is where your audience is. You've got to do them all. Um, and if someone can't find you because you're not doing the right place or saying the right thing with the right hashtag, um, your clients could be all up there in a very small radius away from you, but they can't find you. And because you're not doing the networking or liaising with the other businesses, they're not able to signpost to you either. So you're kind of making yourself hidden without even realizing it. Um, which hopefully with these webinars will be more achievable because we've put them at 6 p.m., which I think is a big thing because I don't know any other webinars, I certainly haven't put any on, that are at that time because obviously when we discussed it, we thought, right, well, you need time to close your shop and get home and then get onto that webinar, which is going to teach you those real skills. It's not going to be a kind of, oh, well, if you already know Facebook, you can just keep doing Facebook and you're done, webinar over. You know, it'll be a real talk about how would you as a business make Facebook work for you that hopefully you can then take away along with Twitter and 
I mean, the main one that we've got on Monday is about developing a marketing strategy. Once you've got a plan for it, it's on paper, it's so much easier for you to then digest and then go away in action because you've already worked out how and you know why. If you know where you're going because that's where your clients are, you've already taken away a load of the hassle. Plus, you can always just hootsuite and post it on all of them at the same time. <laughs> we'll have to edit that bit out. We'll have to edit that. <laughs> so you'll learn. Over the next six you can't months, do that. <laughs> but no, it, you know, it, I, so yeah, so Mondays is, um, is, is strategy-based. Then we're doing some platforms. So there's like, you know, Facebook for business, Twitter for business. We're doing one around um, Facebook advertising, which a, a lot of people will be putting some money into. So if you've never spent money on Facebook ads before and you're, you're, you're thinking that's what you're going to do, just hold on two or three weeks, join that webinar because... Um, I'm a big fan of Facebook advertising, but one of my biggest frustrations are people throwing money away on Facebook advertising because they just don't know how to approach it. So, um, so yeah, to definitely wait for that one. And then um, basically, the, the, it's almost like we're starting with strategy, but we're also kind of finishing with a, with a, a strategy session as well. So um, hopefully it will be really, really valuable. We've, like I said, we've set it up so you could almost, if you attended all six webinars, it would be like being on a course, um, which is, you know, we've, we've purposely designed it that way. We can't put everything into the six sessions. So if there is something that we're not covering, tell Louie if that's what you need and we haven't got it covered already within the six that we're doing. It's quite possible that that you've got, you know, someone else providing that additional webinar through an, another campaign, through another scheme. Um, the support is there. And I think the great thing is that we can keep it all within the community. The support's within the community. The the networking, the, the partnerships you can build, it, it's all within the community. So a lot of business owners that are just going to be going, what now? And kind of looking at a national level and wait, waiting for, for, you know, Rishi Sunak to, you know, make a statement and tell, tell us what help we're having next. Actually, you can look closer to home. There is support available on your doorstep. And, and free. Or now. Yeah, I, I think if you put into Google, like, you're like, oh, I, I know I need to work on a marketing strategy and we're in lockdown, so I'll just pay. I'll just pay someone and get it done. They, they have no understanding of what it is they need or why. Um, you're going to end up with the company miles away. You know, you'll never be able to meet them. Um, you won't be able to have a proper conversation because you're just hiring a consultant effectively when there are local businesses that you can discuss your needs and can tailor a package to you. And it might be the best thing for your business is to pay but you'd be paying for the right service and you'd be putting it into the local economy rather than just sending it away. Um, and if there is free support already available, it doesn't make sense to pay when you can at least gain the understanding through say our six webinars that we've got um, every Monday. And then after that, you might think, right, now I know exactly what I need to do and it makes sense. I know where I'm gonna put my money. So rather than just going out there and spending, not knowing this should get people in position they're able to use it for the best of the ability to get those outcomes which for us is saying about increasing your reputation and your audience finding new customers obviously people will travel and if they can go and shop online they can be anywhere um and for us we want people to generate more sales and hopefully keep it local we know a lot of businesses that thrived in lockdown because 
people were going to buy local cheese or things like that, or local ale, but then stopped once the queue stopped at the big supermarkets because they thought, oh, well, I'll just go back to my routine. Whereas I think lockdown has taught us to maybe change the perception of what routine should be. And it should be this kind of all year round, think local, support small businesses, which is our catchphrase. Excellent. Fantastic. Right. We're going to wrap it up there. Louis, thank you so much for your time today. Thank um, you very much. Really good conversation. So really appreciate, really do appreciate your time. Can't get wait. Can't get wait. <laughs> Must be time to finish. Um, <laughs> I can't wait to get started on these webinars and I promise I will be able to speak on Monday at six o'clock. Um, we've put um, Jane's off screen, but she's been monitoring the chat and stuff. She's put loads of links in um, within the comments. We'll make sure that the link to your LinkedIn profile is there as well so anyone can reach out to you directly. Um, but yeah, once again, thank you so much. And um, yeah, everyone else, people that have tuned in, people that are listening to this, thank you for your time. Hope you've had some value and we will be back next Thursday at 12 noon for live lunch. It will be the Green Umbrella team talking about the latest updates from a social media and marketing perspective. So yeah, we'll see you all then. Now we will wave at the screen so Emily can take a nice screenshot. <laughs> okay. Happy. There we hey go. Guys. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, everyone. Bye now. Bye. Bye. Bye.